I'd like today for us to consider our second reading. Our second reading spoke about what we have come to. And if we think about that in the context here at Mass, and think about what it is we've come to by coming to Mass. Now, if we think not how we see it, but how the world outside, the unbelieving world, sees it, what is, what's here? Well, there's a hundred people in a stone building facing an empty space, uttering words to a being that isn't there. But what we have come to in reality is something, something that isn't capable of being seen. We've come to a thing that is beyond the realm of the senses. We say every week in the creed that we've come to the, the, the creator of things visible and invisible. And it's him that we have come to by coming to Mass. And we, we are here because we recognise that there is more to life than just what we see. There is more to life than what you can touch and taste and smell. That we've come here... And this is the crucial point. We've come here because we recognise that this thing, the Lord God, whom we cannot detect with our senses, who we cannot touch and taste and hold, that he is the one who gives meaning to everything that we do see, everything that we do know in the world of the senses. And our experience at Mass, our experience of the Lord who is unseen, changes how we relate to the things that are seen. Now, how is that put in our reading to the Hebrews? What you have come to is nothing known to the senses. And then he makes some comparisons. Not a blazing fire unlike Moses, who had the burning bush speak to him in the wilderness, or a gloom turning to total darkness, or a storm or trumpeting thunder, or the voice speaking. And all of these are allusions to how the Lord manifested himself to the Jewish people when they were wandering in the wilderness, manifested himself in power and might and displays. And he goes on. What you have come to is God himself. Now this text has these allusions to Jerusalem of old, to the temple of the old covenant. And when we hear these words read to us in the context of the mass, in the context of the new covenant that we're under, well, in the Old Testament, God was manifested in power on many occasions, but he wasn't present in the flesh. Now, in the new covenant, instituted by Christ, he is present in the flesh, in his physical reality, right now before us in the tabernacle. And he typically doesn't manifest himself in dramatic displays of miracles, though he sometimes does. But he is here fully present in a way that he wasn't 
in the Old Covenant. And his greatness, the greatness of his presence is so immense that we are simply not capable of detecting it with our senses. So that in the Old Testament, when the Lord did appear in the clouds and with lightning and thunder to the Jewish people, even that wasn't the fullness of his glory. That was just a taste. Whereas in the New Covenant, what is instituted, what the Lord gave us in the Mass, he does the reverse. That in order that his glory might be clearly disguised kind of in humility, he takes something small and insignificant. He takes a piece of bread and changes it into his very self. So that his presence before us, his presence in this mass, isn't in power and glory and dramatic signs, but his presence is, presence is here in totality. Now let me put this another way in thinking about how the most important things are things that we don't sense, things that we don't see. Well, think of your homes and ask yourself, what is more important, the physical, the physical bricks of the building that you live in or the love that is within that home or not? Well, obviously, it's the love that is more important than the building itself. And yet love isn't something you can see. It's not a thing of the senses. It kind of manifests itself in external deeds, but in itself, love isn't a thing that is seen, isn't a thing that is sensed. And in a parallel way, the Lord God Almighty, who is the most important thing, is a thing beyond the realm of the senses. Now today, as I think most of you know, is my last Sunday here in Shaftesbury, my last Sunday before I moved to my new assignment in West Moors. And I've been here now for just over nine years. And I've been reflecting in particular this week, thinking of this reading from St. Paul, uh, Hebrews, actually we don't know whether St. Paul wrote it, it doesn't say. Um, but this letter from Hebrews about what's known to the senses and I've thought about how what I have built while I've been here in Shaftesbury, and actually I've not built anything visible. That there's some priests that while they're in a parish, they build a new church, or they build a hall, or they build a car park. Well, I've not done anything like that while I've been here. Well, I, I leave this place with no physical memory of me. Any change I have done here has been in the realm of the unseen. And it occurred to me that in the light of this text from Hebrews that actually that's fine. That the realm of the unseen is actually the more important realm. But then trying to think what I've built while I've been here in the realm of the unseen. Well, actually that's a difficult thing for a priest to point to. Because anything I have built here actually hasn't been me doing it, but the Lord doing it. 
And similarly, anything I've built here actually hasn't been me doing it, but you allowing the Lord to work in you. Now that said, I do think there have been cases when I have been privileged to be a part of that process, that I've been an instrument of the Lord in enabling him to be present to you, working in you. And yet, I think the most important examples of that would be things that, you know, with confidentiality, I just can never speak of. And that's the way it works for a priest. But again, that's fine. It's the realm of the unseen. So let me just say a thank you to you as a parish. A thank you for letting me be a part of your lives uh, these last nine years, a part of your encounters with the Lord. I can thank you also for the support and encouragement that you've given to me, so many of you have given to me in lots of ways, and for the different works and projects I've tried to work among you. It's been a great pleasure for me to be here with you. Um, I think this is a great parish. It does a lot of things, especially, I think, for a small rural community. So to return to where I began, what we have come to in coming to the Mass, we've come to God himself. We've come to him whose presence and working are beyond the realm of the seen, beyond the realm of the senses, that he works through the senses, taking sensible bread and changing it to himself. But he is in himself more than our senses are capable of detecting. And it is precisely those things that are unseen, whether it's love or God himself. It is the things that are unseen that are the most important and give meaning to everything that we do see.